What's good, man? It's your boy, Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. Oh my God, we're here. Is is this thing on? Do, do you do you remember how to podcast? No. Yeah, this it's kind of fucked. What what happened? I have no podcast for three week flu. Yeah, well, yeah, you literally got sick due to lack of podcast. I got COVID. That was bad. Shouldn't have done that. Like, was it was actually, a really bad like, decision? Really fucking bad. No, I actually uh, for for legit. I'm not trying to like downplay the, COVID. I had the best COVID experience I possibly could. All I want to say is that like for me who has been vaccinated and is relatively young. It was relative. It was like basically easier for me than a common cold. However, I know people who've had worse symptoms than me. It's, it, I was lucky. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm gonna have but to, I was, I'm gonna I was unlucky in that up. that along with other scenarios in my personal life caused me to not be able to record the, uh, the podcast for a couple weeks. Actually, I want, I want to say that this is all Dana's fault. You're masking. You're, you don't trust me. You don't trust the no, quarantine. I, 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 God I, I don't trust damn it. You. Not only was me getting COVID Dana's fault, you know, even though he's like multiple hundred miles away, it, it, missing the podcast, Dana was being a diva. He's like, if you don't up my pay from 400 to $400,000 an episode, I'm not doing it. So I finally secured you the finally, funds. <laughs> the Patreon and OnlyFans actually uh, paid out? No, we have some oil money investments, if you know what I mean. I really? got in touch with the leader of Venezuela, and he's liking what we're doing. And as long as we don't have an anti-Venezuelan slant, we could most likely continue. Yo, shout-outs to Venezuela. Boo, boo, boo. Out of, out of context with your fucking Mao poster, which is now like a Mao shrine with your, your <laughs> Funko Pops and other bullshit. <laughs> like, that's not a great look, man. Uh, I, I think, I, for me, it completes the whole everything. It's like Funko Pops and Mao. Like, nothing is, like, it's, like, the worst. Literally the worst. And the and the body pillow. A lot has changed in the past, like, four weeks or however long it's been. One, we forgot how to podcast. We've, we've gone on way too long on random bullshit. Two, yeah. you got a little bit of a Mao setup. Three, we're trying to break into the East uh, India market. We're learning Odia. Well, Dana is. Dana's learning Odia. Yeah. I got some Odia translation on some of our most popular clips. Oh, Learn Oria. Yeah, Oria is also what it's called. It's it's not working out. It's it's not a great pivot. It's, for both us as human literally beings. Like, do you think you could learn this shit? Like, look at that. Like, yeah, no, it's, you can't. It's not it's great. Like, the, the script is hard, man. But everyone knows. Besides all the, cool the kids. point. It is, this is the, like, the last day. We're really recording on the 30th. This is basically the last day of 2021. And even though this episode is going to come out in 2022, I feel like it's important for us to look back on the podcast in 2021. You know, going out with a bang, just not posting in four weeks, and then pretending like everything's normal. We have not pretended like everything's normal. Everything's We've just, fine. We're, everything is fine. And 2022 is going to be a great year. There's going to be a couple changes for the podcast. I think that the most important thing is emphasizing emphasizing our well-being if that makes sense not to say that this podcast is not <laughs> like i'm not i'm not trying to say that this podcast is hurting us that's insane but the format of the episodes the requirements going forward are going to be a little bit more loose i think that overall it wasn't necessarily the amount of editing work okay yes it totally was the amount of editing work that that <laughs> caused a lot of these episodes because well, we missed. have like fucking two hour long episodes for no reason yeah well, actually, I, we, we ended fun, we ended out talking about gucci arcade for like 70 minutes that's fine that's that's fine and normal <laughs> and 
healthy for me to like have a three-day turnaround. But what I'm trying to say is that going forward, virtual homework is still virtual homework, but we're not going for C's on the homework, okay? We are going for A's. And because of that, we got a couple changes going forward. One, we will still Uh have episodes every week, but we are going to try to keep them to an hour. We cannot have hour 40-minute episodes. That's insane. Two... We are going to have games in mind. We're never going to have an episode where we don't have a game picked. However, we are not going to aim for a weekly time frame. If we finish in a week and we're comfortable about playing a game, like hypothetically, if I pick yeah. a game like Goragoa that literally is an hour, we only yeah. need a week to do that. However, I, if- I feel like this was a genuine problem we had. Like we would pick a game and then we'd be rushing to play it and we just wouldn't get the full picture of the game. Like this will allow us to actually fully play a game without having to like skip a week because we didn't play like the whole game or something yeah and and obviously we want to play as many games as we can on the podcast the podcast is virtual homework but if a game takes two weeks which is what we're actually expecting we're the instead of a game every week we're talking about a game every other week that is that is fine because that means that we actually got to play it more and we actually got to have a real genuine connection with the game if it takes three weeks if i, if I pick like death stranding squared a metal gear solid <laughs> six and it's like a 700 hour game. It's like that that might actually happen, but it it means that we're going to have a better discussion regarding the game. It's going to increase the quality of the content. And because we're still having episodes every week, you're not going to miss out on anything if that makes sense. You might miss out on like some bullshit discussion on Metroid Dread when we both played the game for like an hour, but uh, besides besides that, I feel like it's going to be really healthy for the podcast going forward I'm for me. I'm excited for it. I'm I'm pretty excited for it too, but why don't what I'm more excited about? What's that? And I'm I'm rubbing my hands together. That's the sound you hear in the back. I want to talk about our year in review because we we did this last year. Last year was the first year of the podcast, and because yeah. of that, we we had a lot of changes. Have we really been podcasting for two, almost two fucking years? At this yeah, point? it's insane. That's really it's more that we started the pandemic. We started the pa- no, we started the podcast, and the pandemic is still happening. Yeah, we started the podcast in the pandemic. We did not start the pandemic. And uh, yeah, the, it, it's it's more of a testament to the pandemic than the podcast because time is no longer a, a thing. It's it's kind of just it's going simultaneously fast like, and slow. Here's the thing: it's like I've we're all gonna just die. Basically, always worked like and had to like be in public around thousands of people. That's probably why I'm ill right now. But you know, any anyway, with that happy note, let's talk about the last year in games. So last year we had 35 episodes. Um, and I think, yes. well, actually, I think we had like 36 episodes with 35 different games. This year we had 43 total games. And I want to say that Ori counts. If Ori makes any of your lists, then then feel free to count it. I I, I don't care oh, about yeah, spoilers. Don't know we played Ori in the Blind Forest this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> so last year we had 35 episodes. And this year we had 43 episodes. And while there was a lot of change... From episode one to episode 35, I think there were a couple more because there were like 0.5 episodes, probably like 37 total. Um, We did a top three and bottom three list. And honestly, I don't even remember. I'm going to look up what the the top three and bottom three were. I don't remember it fucking all what it was. I think my my top was probably Hollow Knight. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I I got things to say regarding Hollow Knight. We're probably going to talk about it when we actually get into this game. However, um, we... 
had top three, bottom three. Your top three games were 999, The Witness, yeah. and Hollow Knight. Not in any order. Mine were 999, Hover Racing, and Mother, which is probably a little bit more controversial uh, picks. But at no. the same time... I don't like, think I it's just... controversial at all. Like, we, like Hover Racing, if anything, uh, is like a game we call back to so much as being like a fantastic fantastic game yeah and and as part of that i i I have no regrets with my list but i guess it's probably not something that people would expect looking at the 35 games we picked so like this year i actually thought it was a little bit harder to 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 rank them i feel like we played more high quality games honestly yeah we didn't play like very many like very like overly shitty games like we didn't play fucking like giraffe town i we we played 43 games so we played a little bit more but i i even then i think that there were less bad games in these 43 than there were in the 35 from last year there were a lot of like eh games yeah i i noted that i had like i was just looking at my list because i actually the way i did it i ranked every single game and then i was like oh i have a top five and bottom five because i wanted to make sure i was thorough and my bottom 10 it really, really drops off. I think it's like mediocre, mediocre. It's like, wait, we played absolute crap with these forty or with these bottom all, ten. All I did was top five, bottom five, and honorable mentions for both. Okay, I I didn't even have. I guess I technically have honorable mentions because I have like sixth and seventh place. But yeah. um, but before I I even get into uh my top five. Okay, no, you know what? I I have other stuff. I'm not gonna like drag. Go this into down. your shit. I don't care. Okay. All right, top five, and then your top five. We'll just make this really easy. Number five, Wadham. I actually was surprised how high this went up on my list. And I think it was just because I had a really good emotional connection to this game, and uh, it, yeah, it, I, I, re- I actually remember you like really resonating with that game. It was I, w- yeah. I could take it or leave it, but I remember you like really enjoying. That's like I think a game fun- like you or your girlfriend could enjoy. Yeah, fundamentally, it's kind of a mediocre gameplay experience, but like I just have a really strong emotional connection to it. I I still boot it up from time to time. That was the first really? game we played this year, by the way. So I'm surprised it made it into my top five list. Number four. The Fireman, I think that's one of the best SNES games I've ever played, and Literally. I was extremely, yep. extremely uh, surprised by how good it was, especially because we came off playing the Ignition Factor. I'm like, Which this sucked. is going to suck. This is going to suck. Just like, uh, the, uh, honestly, that what a game for the Super Nintendo. Super short, doesn't overstay its welcome, feels like an arcade game, but it isn't bullshit. I really enjoyed that, and that would be an amazing speedrun to do. Number three on my list, okay? Number three, and and uh, these are ordered, so it's it's not like they're all in the same tier for me. If if that's not how it is for you, that's fine. Number three on my list, Bejeweled Twist. I didn't mean to rhyme, Ugh. but I played so much goddamn Bejeweled Twist, and it it was necessary. I needed to play Bejeweled Twist because uh, I was I, I had to feed addicted. my addiction. Yeah, exactly. So shout out to Bejeweled Twist for getting me addicted somehow. I haven't been addicted to a puzzle game in a very long time. But speaking of games that really were starting to get me addicted while I was playing them, number two, and I know I know this might be a little controversial because it is a new game this year, but Psychonauts 2. I guess I had yeah. to make it two. I don't know. I'm talking like an announcer. Like some game was sick as fuck. Yeah, I... I want to say, and I think that we haven't had an episode since the Game Awards, I have never seen a game more robbed in my life than Psychonauts yeah. 2 was at the Game Awards. It made me... I mean, I, are you really I was, surprised, though? I'm, I'm not surprised in a way, but at the same time, like, I wanted the Game Awards to be the most legit organization. The thing is, all award shows suck, 
And the game yeah, awards, they, they I wanted them to be an exception. Time. They're not an exception. They no, it, like they're going to pander to whatever you know, higher ups or people that are completely disconnected from like what games actually people like. I, the like thing that, is, so. the thing is, the winners. Uh, I, I guess I didn't know the best game of the year winner. I I've, I didn't even heard of it. It's like some random indie game. But uh, like the winner of like best cinematography or whatever they say the equivalent is for gaming, like. Uh, it's rewind or whatever the game where you die over and yeah, over again. It looks I, really nice, but like I, it doesn't. It's not Psychonauts two. No. Maybe really upset that Psychonauts two won zero awards. I was so pissed. I feel but, like a lot of the awards were based less off of like how fun and amazing like the gameplay was and how the overall gaming experience was versus like how each of those things were like separated where there was like music score or like graphics that kind of thing versus yeah, like best best overall presentation i think best presentation actually was a category that psychonauts 2 did really? but but well then fuck the game awards yeah. <laughs> psychonauts 2 like it's it's weird you could tell that like even though uh some of these AAA titles that did win have so much effort and they're they're extremely Absolutely. extremely uh like well produced and like they deserve some awards like there's just like a tangible feel of like someone putting their heart and soul to psychonauts 2 that some of these games just feel soulless that's it like what what was it marvel avengers won some awards over psychonauts 2 and i'm like fuck Which this like, fuck you. yeah um i i think it's understated how impressive psychonauts 2 was you know to be a game how many games have come out like as a sequel you know 10 years whatever 15 years later after the fact and they end up being fucking garbage uh psychonauts 2 was so unbelievably refreshing it fixed all the problems we had with from the original game which i i'm not a, the biggest fan of the original game to create an experience that like I, I think about like actually quite often like psychonauts 2 fucking ruled and then number one this is not a surprise at all hades hades i i have not yeah psychonauts 2 was amazing but i have not felt you, the same way i felt addicted to hades yeah. like we both i have were. not I have not felt the same way I felt about video games that I felt about Hades since I was a child. Like, this literally yeah. brought back the childhood innocence of gaming to me. I know it's not a game for children, but I was yeah. like, I was fucking hooked on gaming again. I, I didn't think it was possible. I thought, I, I yeah. legitimately thought, and like, this is actually something I want to talk about with Ori, where I loved Ori. I'm going to say that right now. But really? That's I, awesome. I thought that while I was playing Ori, that like, yeah. For some reason, I just can't get into a game story like I used to. But that Hades is the exception. I I loved everything about Hades. Ex uh, as as you might be uh, not surprised, my honorable mentions are Orion Blind Forest. I have three. Well, I have two actually. I honorable mentions Orion Blind Forest and DJ Max Respect Five. Really enjoyed both those games. However, yeah. I don't think they have what it takes to be in my top five. That that said, Wadham is in my top five. So what am I talking about? I mean, like it's 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 all at the end of the Relative. day, it's what we like the most. You know, it, you're allowed to have your top five. This is gonna be a lot less exciting when I go over mine because like there's gonna be an extremely large amount of overlap. I'm not uh, surprised, and I'm, I'm sure there's gonna be in the bottom five too. But I I do want to note two things. One, Mario didn't make top five. I had, I had Mario around top ten. Uh, Mario 3D World plus Bowser Fury. Maybe that's because I played 3D World on my Wii U. But so you know what? I, I, I when I was doing my top five or whatever, I did not consider Bowser Fury as a standalone title. I think Bowser Fury's alone could be a top, like probably like a six or seven for me. That game was fucking sick. Yeah, but I yeah, 3D World drags it down sadly. And then yeah. and then the one game that I feel like it was really unfair to me to rate this year was Metroid Dread because Metroid Dread we just didn't we didn't do enough. We we really I played the ball a on that. shit ton of that game. Did you beat it? I, like, though? I, 
I'm like uh, on the last part. Okay, but I meant for the episode at least. Like I, I, oh, I yeah, feel yeah. like I, I really played a lot after the really fact. I, I probably, the ball. I probably played like ten hours of it at least. Okay, I you should have beaten it by now. Then I isn't it like an eight hour game. I played like two hours of it, and I wish I my, played more. My problem is I do like all the extra shit. Fuck, man, that uh, that's going in. Uh, okay, I'm gonna do my best. Okay, are you ready? All right. Yes. All right. So number five is DJ Max Respect. I have not okay. been as attracted to a sexually um, to a <laughs> music game in a long fucking time. Uh, I pretty much only played like the the four key. Yeah. But um, as far as like music, as far as how fun some of like the harder charts um, were, there's the problem with a lot of music games. Once you start getting to the harder charts, they become not very fun if you get what i mean like, yeah it's just kind of like effort. a wall of notes and like you have to do like weird awkward hand motions and like also the fact of the matter like there's also a point in a lot of rhythm games where you go from able to do everything to now everything's impossible and there's like no yeah. like there's no learning curve in a way and i feel like dj max respect fixed a lot of those problems D- but continue oh, absolutely uh dj max respect absolutely did that i think it has a fantastic uh curve of difficulty i ended up buying all the extra packs i have like a thousand songs jesus I did you spend like a thousand dollars i i spent like a hundred bucks but oh my um God. Uh, yeah i i still haven't played it since but uh it, i it's still you know in my heart uh and fourth i have psychonauts too you know as we said fantastic game fantastic presentation visually gameplay everything about it was you know the full package i'm not gonna say it's a 10 out of 10 game but like an easy 9 out of 10 for me you know um Mm -hmm. there's a lot shittier games that we played this year third (sighs) this is so boring the fireman that game fucking ruled (laughs) literally one of the best one of the best uh super nintendo games i think that was like the um the surprise of the year yeah basically is the surprise of the year it took both of us off guard how much we actually enjoyed that game uh, that that'd be something I would love to play couch co-op. Like if we ever get together sometime, like that's like something to do on the list to play like together. Cause I'm pretty sure you can play that two player, right? I think you actually can't, if I recall, and it's like misleading because you you have like a robot partner. But the PS One version has co-op. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Regardless, I feel like we've said a lot on Fireman. We gotta get through these lists, man. Oh my god. Alright, number uh, two, Diablo 2. Nowhere on my list. I, I probably played, like, several hundred hours of that when it came out. Like, to, like, a disgusting degree. I think I was playing it, like, 13 or 14 hours, like, sessions, like, every day. <laughs> like, it was it was really, really degenerate. Uh, I haven't played it for many, many months. That was... I'm sorry that you did not have the same experience as me. <laughs> uh, and then number one, Hades. Yeah. For the same reason as you. Hades is just uh, well, one of the best games I've ever played. Uh, in in the same uh, frame that you had mentioned, and that it, it, it brought up emotion that I have not experienced myself since I was much younger. Um, you know, a lot of games are like, oh, yeah, this is super cool. And then we play, you know, four or five hours of it, uh, and then never again. This was a game that we were both like addicted to like we were both like going back and forth saying like oh i did this today i did that today you know oh i finally beat it you know uh and and it's the end game is so expansive and stuff like that uh really it's understated how fucking good that game is i I literally had to stop myself i'm like i can't do the end game because i know it's gonna like ruin my life i (laughs) it's gonna be like 200 hours of my life gone i i'm like thinking about it now diablo and hades are kind of similar in some ways 
Uh, you're gonna say yeah, no, but okay. No, they they absolutely are. They're both dungeon crawler type. Why games. did I? Why did I not like Diablo? Who knows? Who knows? Because because Diablo two is very very archaic, and I like it because I've played like ten thousand hours. Of so it. so the I actually it, like Diablo two is a, like, extremely a boomer game. The 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 two games that are different. We both had uh, Fireman, uh, Psychonauts two, and Hades. I thought Bejeweled Twist, <laughs> Bejeweled Twist, and Wadham deserved some spotlight. You thought Diablo two and uh, I already forgot the other one. DJ Max. Respect. Okay, so pretty much the only thing we disagree with is on Diablo. I think it's the worst game ever made. You don't, but Fuck just you. because I, <laughs> just because I spoiled my uh, my top five for you, you could do your bottom five first, and I'll see if I agree. Well, I actually have an honorable mention for uh, oh yeah, best I forgot game about of these. the year for me. So for me, honorable mention. Gorgoa. Um, Gorgoa, in my opinion, was one of the best games, if not the best game I played this year. Uh, I just got so soured by the price and the length of it that I, I couldn't make it a favorite. Like if that, like straight up, if that was a five dollar game, that would easily be on my top five. That game ruled. I I put Gorgoa probably criminally low because of the duration and price. Like I just didn't think it was like I have Gorgoa at twenty four. I, I have it oh, wow. solidly in the hat. I. Have, Better than it, I have Wally. I got, uh, <laughs> I got. Um, actually, there's a lot of games you, here. You that loved Gorgoa. I loved it, you but said, I also like, loved Wally. Do you not remember if you go, if you go back to Gorgoa, you like like seventy five times. Man, if this was five dollars, this would be game of the year, man. Like this okay. is like game. This game that was you straight up you. I have it better than MC Kids. That's pretty good. Eh, I, I could probably, I could, I could probably like change some of these middle rankings. Like, I'm not sure. Gorgo is better than Bottom Warrior five. Warrior. Are you ready? Yeah. So fifth I, worst. I'm, this is this is, I guess, fifth worst. Bejeweled Twist. Fuck you. <laughs> Just uh, moving on. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I, I'm not a Bejeweled guy. So Fuck we, like you, you, you've known me for X amount of years, and you've known my disdain for Bejeweled. I find it to be so so boring. You find it cathartic. You know, no, I actually, I genuinely it. tried to get into other Bejeweled after Bejeweled Twist, and I couldn't do it. Bejeweled Twist has what it takes to be one with my heart. Other, other Bejeweled <laughs> sucks. I don't like other Bejeweled. So, for those that don't know, Sam was like literally like horribly addicted to Bejeweled Twist after he played it. Like how in like how I was playing Diablo two, he was playing fucking Bejeweled Twist. Like was he was playing it, was, it so it fucking great. much. Would see like screenshot me. He's like, look, look at this fucking you know fucking insane super i would i would like show him i would show him my progress and it's like you can't make it to that level without putting in like just in one bejeweled game alone like 19 hours it's like i I had to do it (laughs) (laughs) i had to uh fourth worst gucci arcade that was towards the bottom of mine but but it didn't make it i'm not gonna spoil too hard gucci arcade was pretty bad for me uh the next is going to be uh who wants to beat up a millionaire that's not the worst that, that's right, not the worst. Right. It's, it's third worst for me. All right, that game just didn't have much substance. Like the questions sucked. Like the graphics sucked. Like everything about that game was fucking garbage. Uh, next for me is going to be High Notori Huhonen Dao No Boken. I like that. game. I hated that game. I what? hated that game. You you didn't even seem like you hated it when we were like doing the podcast. Like you seemed. To- uh, it was the type of thing that I I like actually looked at the list of the game stuff like that, and I remembered why I disliked this game. That was like the game where you had to like beat, and then like you had to find like invisible doors. You had like no way of knowing. Where yeah, they were to but go it's an NES game. You have you have no <laughs> forgiveness. Come on. It it just I don't know I don't like it. Uh, and then number one f- worst game of the year was Fuser. Fuck Fuser. Fuser sucks. I hate Fuser. 
So, all right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Fuser is probably the worst rhythm game I've ever played. I'm not even joking. I've played like Rock Revolution. There's some pretty bad ones, but Fuser takes the cake. I will admit yeah. that. However, I think you're, you have a glaring omission. Do you have any um, honorable mentions? Yeah, I do. Balan Wonderworld. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a good honorable mention, but how in the world is Sense a Cyberpunk Ghost Story not on your list? That's like the big titty game. Cause I so that game wasn't like a worse game because that game was actually playable. All right, well I'm gonna get into my list. Unless do you have more to say? No, nah, that's it. All right, um, <laughs> number five for me, Star Sector. Do you remember Star Sector? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm surprised you remember Star Sector because I genuinely like. I had an idea of the most forgettable games, but this is the only game on the list that I genuinely forgot we played, and I had to like look up what Star Sector was because I forgot that the game existed. It, it's a simulator so it's like unless you like are into that kind of thing like it's not your type of game a bleep simulator indeed i i legitimately thought oral's animal farm which is honestly it's, it's very mediocre i thought that was the most forgettable game we played but i was like oh this one's actually i remember that game though that game yeah. was actually actually I, something to it yeah I, star sector it was like i there was it did nothing for me number four number actually wait did i fuck up one, two, three, four. Oh, sorry. That's that's my number fourth worst. Number five. I, I fucked it up bad. I'm sorry. Metro 23 Redux. It's just not my type of game. It's just like a zombie shooter. I, I just had no yeah. enjoyment playing it. For, for, for me, that was a game that was like, meh. Like, it, it's the list of like 20 games this year that were like, eh. It brought up memories of me sucking at COD. And all my friends kicking my ass at COD. And I'm, like, I, I I'm doing this by fucking... myself. Why am I kicking my own ass at COD? This sucks. I used to wreck people's face at COD. Yeah, so that's me, Mr. I don't like first-person shooters. But uh, anyway, number four, we already have. Number three, Fuser. Fuser was the worst rhythm game I probably ever played. And uh, it cost $60. Yep. That was a terrible purchase. And I probably have... <laughs> I don't think I have two hours. Maybe I could refund it. That'd be pretty nice. Um, Number two... Sense a cyberpunk ghost story just because I I wanted to put this as number one. My number one is who wants to beat up a millionaire. My reasoning was there's almost something worse about this being a game that like has ideas and failing at every single one of those ideas. Yeah. Not only was the game incredibly broken and laggy, you said it was playable. I don't think this game was playable. The game ran at like five FPS at times, and also like you didn't played make it sense. on Switch. I played it on PC. Okay, that's true. Um, but yeah, the, the game was nearly unplayable. The game is exploitative from the start. And I, I think that it was genuinely unfun. It. Okay. That's, that's scary to me we have a sociopath on the podcast, but I guess the idea of who wants to beat up a millionaire is so offensive to my brain. And the idea that someone would spend money on that, that I had to put it <laughs> at, at number one, like imagine cause like that's that game like, cost 30 bucks like, at one time. What, what year did that game come out in? 1998 or something. Yeah, that's a classic '90s though. Like, I guess I would just be so pissed. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. That's do like it. a bo- that's like a boomer game. Like, like boomers played that game in the '90s. Like, it is so fucking terrible. I mean, it, it was both on our same list, um, but Fuser and Bejeweled Twist are obviously the worst. Fuck you. Anyway, what I want to say now is honorable mentions: uh, Gucci Arcade. And I wanted to say that WarioWare was probably the most disappointing AAA title that we played this year. I just, I, I'm never going to play WarioWare again. That's it. Yeah, um, th- I, I could agree. No, oh, no, most disappointing title was uh, Parappa the Rapper. That was, that was 2020. Was it? Yeah, that was the last episode of 2020. Fuck. I, if I want to say like most disappointing, and it's not even a disappointing game. In fact, I really like the game, but there's something with 
Return of the Obra Dinn, which made it diff. I I I don't think I could ever go back to that game. And like, it was a cool game. It was a cool game, but like, there's just something weird about the praise of that game versus like my enjoyment of it. Like, I could recognize that as a great game, but maybe it's just so polarizing. I'm disappointed by it. Maybe that's it. Do we both not play enough of it? I played a couple hours of it. I played that a couple was, hours of it actually... too, and I enjoyed it. But like, I I feel like I didn't really scratch do much than like scratch the surface after like three hours. And like, I I don't think I'm gonna go back because yeah. the game is just like too confusing. And I just like it felt like it was it, it, there's whatever. I could go through every single one of these games and say bad things about them. I'm I'm just picking on Oberdin because it was weirdly low in my list given how much praise that game got. I'm like just thinking about sense of cyberpunk story and just getting like. Yeah, I'm getting irritated. That probably should have been an honorable mention for me, but it. it I think what I should. I'm happy with my list, actually. Okay, I'm. I'm happy. With, I could. I'll. I'll share you my list after this. Uh, but in the meantime, what did we play this week? So we <laughs> played something. This is that... this is probably a record, by the way, for most time. So I looked into it, by the way, while we were talking, and we totally did the game first, and then the the top five, bottom five after last year. So I fucked <laughs> that up. But anyway, what did we play this week? <laughs> So we played something a little bit out of left field, you know, something that we normally wouldn't have oh played. God. We played in uh, a little known classic uh, called. You think this is left? Or... I'm actually unsure if you're <laughs> memeing about this being left field. This is like, yeah, literally are you kidding up... me? Okay, like, I'm, this I'm is like this is like uh, this is like every fucking you know check mark of every game we've ever played in this co- uh, podcast. Okay. This is fucking Ori and the Blind Forest. More like Hori and the Blind N64. What is Ori and the Blind Forest, Mister? Metroidvania. So uh, for for for, yeah, for all intents and purposes, <laughs> it's uh, a Metroidvania, and might I say it's? I don't want to say it's the best one I played. Um, it, to me, it plays as a slightly worse um Hollow Knight. If it was uh, so good, why is, wasn't it on your list? Well, it, I mean, it's it's not like that as good as like it's not top five it? material. It's not even honorable mention material. Come on. No, not for me. Not good, okay. um, like I said, uh, so I I love the genre of Metroidvanias. You know, I've played like basically every Castlevania game, all the DS ones. I've played a lot of the other ones that have come out and stuff like that. And I, I find this to be strictly a worse version of a lot of those games. Uh, for those that don't know, Metroidvania is a game where you are put in a world and you start off with no abilities. You go around the area. Uh, you go to a spot. You're like, oh, I can't get here. You find abilities. Okay, you can go there now, and you collect things, and that's it. This is a cut-and-dry example of that. And what do you have to say about it? I mean, if we're talking about Metroidvanias, I like uh, Metroidvanias have a balance of like either heavily platform or like heavily combat based i'm gonna say hollow knight had a lot of platforming but at the same time the uh like the pl- the, the combat was a little bit more emphasized in hollow knight versus this game i would say Absolutely. this is like 90 percent platformer 10 percent combat yeah. like in in reality like this game is something you could kind of just mash through every single enemy there's a little bit of dodging i played this on normal yeah. what did you play I played it on normal as well, and then, you know that's actually a great point. Like uh, the hardest part about Hollow Knight is actually the combat versus the platforming. Like there are some actually like, genuinely difficult platforming sections in this game, and I can see why that's a little bit more enjoyable for you. Yeah, so I, I I'm gonna say right now like this is an extremely good game. As someone who didn't like Hollow Knight, I'm the only person in the world who could not get into Hollow Knight. I think there's a couple reasons why. First of all, I think that one of the reasons why you don't like this game as much as Hollow Knight is because it doesn't like exist in this dark, desolate wasteland where there's no happiness. Okay, yes, the story of yeah, of Ori kinda. and the Blind Forest because we didn't get into it is you are essentially this ball of light. 
and the world has fallen into darkness and you're trying to get nature back. It's basically Fern Gully with platforming. Can we and- also talk about how the first 20 minutes is like the heaviest opening to any game I've ever fucking played? Yeah, that was kind of ridiculous. There's like this big fat guy and that's literally a good description it's just like, of him. oh. Yeah. And oh, he's like, my heart. he's like happy. And then like you have, he has a little pet and then like he basically spoilers. If you skip the next 30 seconds, if you care about the Ori plot, which some people do, he dies. And then like the world goes into wasteland and you got to fix it. You got to make nature good again. Yes. I did not try to make that political at all. It just came out that way. And uh, yeah, you go from area to area trying to get rid of all the bad shit, and that's the plot. I people legitimately online like talk about the Ori plot like it matters. I could not get into the plot at all. I just tried to go from the section to section. The plot's whatever, um, but the platforming is pretty. It's tight. Pretty fucking good. How far did you get? So I got farther than you just based on achievements. I beat the second area. There's three basically larger zones that you have to complete a main objective. Okay, you yeah, get to I, the end I, game. I beat the 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 tree. Uh, that's yeah. where I got. And then I beat the the mysterious the woods or whatever, which is the one okay. after it. But the world, and I was alluding to it before. I'm all over the place with this. Is extremely like beautiful, and maybe that's oh, where absolutely. I like this game a lot more than Hollow Knight. Yes, the platforming I mean, is where I really to like this me. Game. I think the world of Hollow Knight is a lot more beautiful. Like this game, to me, like everything is just like woods, rotting spider webs and thorns. I maybe I didn't because I didn't get farther than where I was. That's basically all I saw was like every zone basically being a different color of the exact same thing. Uh, I didn't find the music score to be anything remarkable or anything like that compared to like Hollow Knight. The music was, was loud. Like, yes, it was very, very <laughs> loud. I had to turn it down several, several, several points versus in Hollow Knight, like each zone had like breathtaking visuals, music, like different characters, uh, enemies and stuff like that. Like basically every enemy in this game is a bastardization of like a blob with spikes. I guess that's true. I, I may like with Hollow Knight, I don't even remember the music at all, but I just remember it being very atmospheric. It was like a bunch of like weird wisps sounds that like met the area you were in pretty well. I could be wrong on that. It's been a really long time since I played Hollow Knight. Yeah. Uh, and then this game had very generic, like, uh, video game epic music. It sounds music. good. It sounds good, but it's like nothing that you're like, you're not going to play the soundtrack and remember like what section is to what section. Maybe if you really, really like Ori and the Blind Forest, but it's standard orchestra fare. Um, the no. graphics, yes, they are not necessarily something that like is super unique, but at risk of like comparing this game to a billion other games, I would say it's like in between Hollow Knight, which is like extremely atmospheric and its own thing and like a game like unravel where it's like kind of trying to be hyper realistic it's it's very yeah. much in nature but it's nature in its it, own it, like fantasy world yeah um and like, it it works but it's nothing that i it looks beautiful in fact i was incredibly oh, yeah. impressed because this game is yes it was published by microsoft so it's not technically i don't know it came out it, like 2013 like this is an older game 2015 2015 oh, so it's okay. not that old but it that, that, th- this game was made old. by 10 people and for that it's very impressive in its scope uh it's very impressive it was published by microsoft but i thought it looked amazing for for 10 people it sounded great it played great 
Let's get into the pl- gameplay a little bit. Yeah, I want to. I want to say that's the main draw to Ori is just straight up the gameplay. Like everything else is kind of secondary. Uh, had the graphics and like zones and everything been more atmospheric, and which is what I love, um, I, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. But the gameplay is fucking awesome. Uh, as far as you know, jumping, uh, getting new abilities, leveling up your character to augment some of your abilities, it makes your um, attack small uh, stronger, things like that. It, it's very, very enjoyable. Might I say there are a couple frustrating sections? Like I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the ability in which you can like grapple onto a projectile and then you can like aim it a certain direction. I wasn't a big fan uh, that of that when I started either, but the next section, like, it's one of those things that you get so used to it that uh, it Yeah, that, that, that's basically what happened. Arsenal. Uh, Ars- Arsenal. Jesus. I, I think yeah. that the game does a pretty good job of building on uh, the the power-ups, like, in, in that the next section, you will, like, be used to it, and it'll become another tool, but... When you're learning a new power-up, you kind of have this syndrome where you're, like, pressing every button on the controller and you're going to accidentally mess up. And it was a little bit frustrating. I thought most of the frustration was by my own design and that, like, the save point system works where if you get enough of these power-ups, you can Uh, make a save wherever. And that's fine for the most part. But because it expects you to save often and I'm not used to games allowing me to save often, I would often forget to save. And then, like, I would accidentally Die. die and I'd be like, crap. I have to go back so far, and I'm so frustrated I, by this. I, I had the same problem with that. That was actually uh, – I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something I forgot. Um, my major, major qualm with this game is, like you said, I'm not used to just saving all the time. And you'll get into a groove. You're like, oh, I'm doing this. I forget in the save. And you'll just hit a spike and instantly die. And it's like, oh, I just lost 10 minutes of progress because I'm stupid and didn't save. Yeah, I think there's only like I, – I played this game for like maybe six hours. I, I'm pretty close to the end, I think. Uh, and that, Oh, wow. I it says I have like twenty hours on Steam. You know that's not true, but uh, <laughs> you have twenty hours for every game. Yeah, uh, the the game in like six hours of gameplay maybe has three four saves. Like it, it really expects you to save, and I feel like that gamers in a platformer are just not used to that. They're used to like yeah, going into I a new area and, and it's saving for you. I also didn't like that. Um, like so, it's like all right, I do a section save. All right, go you know two feet and fart save like. It, it it kind of slowed down the gameplay for me when I just wanted to go, go, go. I think this game would have been so much better just for, like, like every couple feet or something like that. It just does more auto-saves or in time it's, like, a little yeah, cutscene. Just, like, any checkpoint. <laughs> yeah, like, that That would, like, honestly, this game's probably, like, an 8 out of 10 for me. Like, this could have, or maybe, like, a 7, 7 or 8 out of 10 for me. It, it would eight, definitely bump it up. At least. I, I would definitely bump it up uh, another level if it just had auto-saving, because that was the most frustrating thing. Like, there's nothing worse than being, like, at the bottom of an area. Like, you're like, all right, I saved, I just got a thing. And then it's like, you go to the top, jump, do all this, do this cutscene, fight a boss, whatever. And then it's like, oh, there's a spike, and I hit it on the wall because I jumped wrong. All right, oh, I'm back, I have to do all that again. And it's like, all right, which power-up did I get? All right, I have to go over there and get that power-up, you know? I think that the issue is that this game wants saving to be a skill in its own right because you basically could only save as many times as you have the certain amount of power-up. So, like, hypothetically, you could, like, bank your saves, and, like, for a section that might not have the currency that's required to gain saves. It's like, oh, you only have five saves in the section. How are you going to use them? But what ends up happening on normal is that there aren't enough uh, areas where you have a dearth of save points that, like, 
the skill of saving doesn't really exist. Maybe if it was like a harder difficulty and you just had the ability to save less and you were actually like being skillful with your saves, it would like have more yeah. meaning. But because normal, like you can basically save after every hard section, you're going to frustrate yourself more than usual because you're just going to forget to save and it's going to be. It's, yeah, like, that, that, that's it. basically what happened to me. Uh, there, Speaking of frustrating sections, there were a couple. I did not uh, like the water section. There's like a water section after you beat like the tree and like fly up. That's a little bit frustrating. I mean, I did it after you know like five six minutes of trying but th- that was get kind good. of a pain in the butt get, get good i i think that the section after that one is actually significantly more frustrating but i i was surprised how much emotional uh attachment i had to the gameplay like i said before that like the story didn't really do it for me but even so like i feel like when you get older some of the magic of gaming is lost and like even if i like die and i waste a lot of time i, I don't really get as frustrated as before i was getting frustrated because like i wanted to succeed in this game and like i was i was pushing myself so i i thought that was a good aspect for uh for this game i don't know i'm glad you enjoyed this game like because uh, i i'm under the impression that you hate these kind of games but um no, I like I metroidvanias be- but i feel like a lot of the ones we played are so combat heavy and this is like pure like platforming and it's not like bullshit platforming it's like fun platforming yeah so that's the ori may- maybe we'll play the the second one sometime was looking into the game a little bit to I you know that little tidbit about a development team of 10 and yeah the the last one for some reason I thought it was still in development it came out last year and like this is a game I'm excited enough that maybe I'll finish it I mean we know what's going to happen we know So I I bought the bundle I got both games and the definitive edition for like 10 bucks So okay I don't have the other game but maybe with the new format of the podcast and I actually have time to play other things now I maybe we'll actually go back to games. Well, this is it's not going to happen, but maybe you know, maybe. Well, let's, fuck, let's let's try to beat this game. We can come back it's next week and happen. finish. It's it's never. Gonna well, then we can't play the second one. Well, we can we play the second one and say we have to beat the first one to do it. There's there's scenarios here. We can make it work. Oh I'm gesticulating God. so much. My hands are going everywhere. I don't know why. I can't stop just, now because I've acknowledged you're gesticulating, it. Gesticulating, testiculating. I just want to mention because. On the topic of reading the Wikipedia page for this game, apparently the definitive edition just fixes some bugs and adds like uh, some Another DLC area. for for the original game. It kind of makes it one thing, and now you can't get the regular edition. Also, it added the ability to warp from save point to save point. Uh, can I can I make the point that when you buy the bundle, it gives you the regular edition too? Oh, really? I thought yeah. you couldn't buy that anymore. Wow. Appar- apparently, all, the the I have uh, all three. the definitive edition the is basically just a better version of the original version, except unless you're a speedrunner, because the original one has better glitches. But that's it. Yeah, this is definitely a game I remember like glancing at a speedrun for, but I don't remember it at all whatsoever. I want to say half coordinated, who's a pretty well known speedrunner, speedruns Ori, but I could be wrong. I'm wrong about a um, lot of things. Oh, there's the like one of the main people for GDQ uh, play this. Yeah, he's a. Uh, He's like a Pokemon is his name. Um, I swear to God. He's like on staff at GDQ. I know, I know, I know. But no, he stopped. It's Volagen, by the way. I finally Yeah, Volagen, Volagen, yeah. His profile picture is a Celebi or something like that. So that's why I was thinking that. But shout out to Volagen. Shout out to Ori in the Blind Forest. I don't really have much else to say. What do you got? No, that's it. I, I, I think this is definitely a cool game. Uh, you made me actually think a lot more about my uh, opinions on the game <clears throat> as you were explaining like the difference between that and like hollow knight how this is like much more platforming uh and just things i didn't think of so it actually made me like the game a little bit more there we go Ever like my, my my brain is in sick mode so it's just like i'm like i'm just fucking fried man all right did we mention that yet 
that you're dying? I think we did. Yeah. I think we did. So, I, yeah, we did. I'm sick. It sucks. I imagine this would be randomly. Ugh. And this game is sick. I'm going to add in epic. coughing. Can you cough a little bit? I'll 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 pepper it in in the podcast. <laughs> I've this is not no. He he's actually coughing here, but it's muted well, no, for that, your pleasure. I was I, I was like pretending to and then <laughs> it's been way too long. This is yeah. like the most I'm going to be talking to anyone outside of work. Where I'm like, "Yeah, how can you help Yeah, me? and it just so happens to be when you're sick, when it actually hurts to talk. Which is pretty Dude, dope. it sucks. Like, I got COVID tw- tested twice. I got my PCR test, what was it, on Friday? And it came back uh, yesterday as negative. But it's like, I-, I maybe I wasn't, like, viral then. And then I got a rapid test um, Monday, and then I took one Tuesday morning. But then Wednesday is when I started feeling fucking terrible. It's better than just getting COVID. <laughs> Well, but I, I I tried looking for tests today. Well, there's, I, there's I'm just trying none. to tell you that I one up to you, even in getting sick. I got the big guns. Get wrecked. Yeah, you're you're bigger and better than me. I'm learning Oreo, so. Or, okay. Well, Aurea. yeah, the, a lot Aurea. of things have changed in the last month. We're we're completely different people. I got a Google Home here now. It looks cool. It's just super hardcore, man. Like I I like have this set up in the back because you got me that Funko Pop, and I realized I have a Funko Pop collection. Like, how are you still alive right now? Like I'm, I'm finally a Funko sexual. I hope not. There's a very big difference between owning a Funko Pop and like shoving it up your ass. You know, but f- finally, you know, LGBTQ F Unco probably is an F. I, d- I don't want to be one of those people that's like, oh, we gotta add another letter because like that's like some like right wing <laughs> attack co- helicopter meme. But F actually legitimately has to stand for something. Stands for Funko. I have some cool stuff up there. Like I got those one, like I got a couple One Piece statues. Like you got a squishable. Uh, that's the most important thing. Dude, that thing is actually dope as fuck. Yeah. The, the plague. The plague. What, do you have one plague too? Plague doctor? Oh, I don't have a plague doctor. I have like 75 squishables though. Do you really? Yeah. I do, of course. I, I, I'm not going to list them off right now because Dude, you got to show reasons. me your squishable collection. They're, like, here's the thing. They're like stuffed animals, but they make like dope ass fucking uh, characters and stuff. Yeah. I Like we have- like giant tacos and like popcorn. The problem is they're. Oh disgusting. yeah, you work in a game store, so like that's like half your store. I forgot. Yeah, like we sell that shit. Like literally everything on that back wall, I've bought from my work, <laughs> except for one of the things in the middle. Yeah, which, except uh, for Mao. Which no, is... no, I'm not even talking Mao. I'm talking about the way <laughs> worse than Mao thing. I was gonna like meme totally and have like a skeleton sitting here when I started the podcast. I thought that would be really funny. Too high effort though. No, do you, I do to you have the the seven foot tall Home Depot skeleton? Like in my room. Do you know I what I'm talking room? about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everyone was like flipping shit to get it. Like I just have it in my fucking living room. Yeah, you put room, it in like, the chair. T- I, that wouldn't really work. I would just see like the skeleton breath. It's just like t- two thirds of my <laughs> my fucking living room is just like on the side skeleton. I'd be down. What's with apartment? Do, do, do you? Does your apartment have the same problem where it has no natural lighting and you have to bring your own lighting? No. So my old house and my current apartment, they had like no natural lighting. So it's like every room but the fucking kitchen is like in bathroom is like pitch black. Unless I have like a lamp, which doesn't illuminate, you gotta pay good money for that natural lighting. Okay, they gotta uh, they put on the apartment page faces the sun at all times, just like that one. Shoutouts to Ashgabat with your statue of the Turkmenistan dictator that rotates to face the sun. Not every item, including can I buy can, that statue? You can't. It's made of pure gold, and it's like twenty feet well, tall. Like, but they, do they not like that exact one? But can I like buy? Like, yeah, a you're replica? already like. 
on thin ice. Like we have to, we have to have a long and hard talk about whether or not we have to. There's. We're reaching a breaking point, and while it's hilarious how much hate we get for that Mao poster in the back, it's like, I- Do you think it's, like, ruining our algorithm? No, I think it's helping significantly, because it's, like, people well, who like, not normally comment are, like, actually engaged. Well, meaning, like, However, do you think it's, like, negative content? Like, it's it's flagged, like, oh, oh there's Mao in this video, so no, it's, like, flagged get, in the algorithm. We, we, uh, so, <laughs> I've been, uh, trying to bridge the content gap by, uh, making- TikToks, basically just audio shorts that have like, you know, like the soundbar and posting them to YouTube. And they have the exact same amount of views that uh, the ones with us in them, even though they're significantly lower effort. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gaming the system. It is how it is. But uh, yeah, basically YouTube shorts, it does not matter what you post. It'll get views. So yeah. That's pretty cool. So how's that going? I've had to listen to our older episodes and I want to die. I just want to straight up die every single time I hear. We were so bad at podcasting. We're still bad at podcasting, but like we've we've <laughs> at least reached a level where Are we the at least conversation listenable, like when you're editing. I've been like listening to these older episodes. I don't even think we're friends in the older episodes. It's like I say something <laughs> and then like you don't know what to say. You're just like, "Oh, I I guess I guess I'll just like have a 8 second pause and then say, "Yeah, okay." When I like say something, and it's just like, oh my god, why did we put this on the internet? So, so the problem is, I'm naturally fucking awkward and terrible conversationalist. So, but uh, it's another reason why I enjoy doing this because it keeps me, you know, my Asperger's down to a, a manageable level. That, and I feel like 95 percent of the whole, so I'm I'm up to episode seven. Okay, I've made I've made short clips and highlights of the first six episodes, and that was very. That's what I did in the last month. It took me a month what, to get through that. What's a fucking highlight from the first seven episodes? Are there, are there like actually any funny moments? Um, well, like, I mean, what's honestly, f- it was legitimately interesting to see what our opinions on quarantine were, which were the exact same as everyone else's opinion. But you talked about Arby's a lot. Like, a lot. Like, I four out of Arby's. six episodes, I think you talked about Arby's. Like, an un- unbelievable amount. And then, like, 50 episodes later, I forget, I talked about Arby's and I talk about it again. Yeah, exactly. Well, this you'd also, Arby's you'd cast. do this fun thing where you talk about something and then you would immediately talk about it on the next episode and it'd be like, you you just talked about this. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I remember there was a, a period of time where you would say that, I think it was at the beginning of this year, when you like, you literally talked about that, like, two episodes ago. My brain is melted, so. Uh, Progress, okay. We're, we're doing better. We're at more high energy. And I think 2022 is going to not suck more than this year not suck i'm just excited to podcast again to be honest yeah more than you know i have a month of topics and like i had to just throw all of them out because it's like the recency like no one cares it's like it's like me talking about like the suez canal like boat shit like six weeks later it's like no one cares about this anymore but the one thing that i actually legitimately think we should talk about did you see that chris chike ddr extraordinaires at a taco bell commercial that is one of the coolest things like just ever that is just fucking cool like i, I you, you could say whatever i don't know i love it i think it's really I, cool i was hoping you did didn't know about this of course you knew about this i was like oh yeah i was like well, let's watch it together on the pie i haven't seen it what else is new oh yeah do you know what's something that's insane to me like covid is going nuts in new york and they're still having fucking uh times square shit happen they're doing it? Yeah, like there's gonna be like millions of people there. Dude, they're all gonna shit their pants. I, I can't imagine a worse time. First of all, like New York City, Times Square, New Year's Eve is like the worst thing you could possibly do, and now you're gonna get you COVID literally on top can't of it. you literally can't leave. Like you're like yeah. ass to ass people for like And you hours. have to be there before like four PM or something like that? 
Yeah, like, it's some like insane amount of time to like not be able to. And also, people sneak in alcohol, so like it's cold, often raining. You can't go to the bathroom, and you've drank a bunch, which means you have to go to the bathroom. And then, so it's like you, it, it puts more into fucking uh, context, like when Ninja was there trying to get people to do the like thing. the floss, and like it, why people were so enthused because they were just so over it at this point. They're their like, bladders are probably. Waited. It's like if I do a single floss pump. The, I'm pissing myself, which for some like is fine they, because they, they wear were, diapers. But is that really a thing? no? People legitimately wear diapers to, to, to New Year's Eve Times Square. I'm not joking. Like, why would anyone go to this? It sounds terrible. Like you just get drunk, you piss yourself. Like you, you have to watch Ninja. Like is it just so you can say you did? One hundred. The, the thing. Okay, I guess because I'm. I just looked up Times Square diapers, and there's like a billion different articles on it, so it is true to some <laughs> extent. I'm, I'm not going to do like a heavy amount of research. Those people, they obviously know what Times Square is, so I don't know why they would do it because they're willingly going to a terrible time and like wearing diapers. But like, I feel like the vast majority of people who attend New Year's Eve Times Square just don't know how bad it is, and they only attend no. once. But oh yeah, you, and you just never again. Yeah, so like that's the majority of the audience. So what you're telling me is that we need to bring Scatcon to Times Square. That's a deep cut, and no one's gonna know what we're talking about, and they're gonna be really scared that you said the word Scatcon, and we gotta move on. <laughs> we're done. <laughs>